Hey everybody and welcome to Tales from the Fog. I'm your host Casey and with me as always is the amazing and wonderful Veronica. How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing, ma'am? I'm doing good. Good. And today with us we have the one and only Rick West. How are you doing? Hey guys, how are you doing? <laughs> We're doing good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's a moment with some gravitas to have you yeah. with us today. Yeah. Yeah, normally we'd be sitting here talking about what's going to be happening it would be a very i was thinking about that on the way over here and yes i'm with them at their place but we are social distance we're on other sides of the table here so <laughs> we're, we're being good and we gave virtual hugs yeah um but uh yeah i was thinking on the way over that it's just a very different show than we normally do at this point yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. we wouldn't even be fortunate enough to get you to have the time to come mm-hmm. here and talk to us it would Unless be starting to be really crazy, yeah. Yeah, on our end. It, it, yeah. you'd be very hard to get in touch with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we should just start with the elephant in the room. Like, yeah. obviously, Midsummer Scream twenty twenty canceled. Yes. Um, and I know that you took that decision with, you know, a lot of gravity, and you guys thought this through. Uh, I guess, kind of, let the listeners know, like, what was that decision process like, and how did you guys finally decide? That, okay, we need to cancel this um, for the benefit of everybody. Yeah. It was, um, what was the process like? It was, it was hell. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was horrible. It was, it was agonizing. Uh, you know, it, when this thing called COVID popped up on news stations and they're talking about this weird virus in China from something called a wet market. It's like, yeah. first of all, what the cool. hell's a wet market, right? Cool. It sounds nasty. <laughs> it does. And it is nasty. And uh, <laughs> But it was a world away, right? I mean, it was yeah. a world away, yeah. not our problem. And then suddenly it started creeping around the globe. And very early on, I would say, it, it, you know, obviously it caught the team's attention because then they started kicking around the world pandemic, the word pandemic. And then you're on your phone looking up pandemic definition, you know, because <laughs> yeah. you know, this hasn't happened in our lifetime. Yeah. The last time there was something like this was the Spanish flu in the early 1900s. Which is, and that was even so, before my parents' yeah, life. Of course, yeah. So you know, we, we have not had that in modern time. Yeah. And so suddenly, in a matter of a couple months, it's like every zombie movie that we've ever seen was happening you know, on CNN, and we're watching this stuff creep around. And then early shows started canceling here in the Southland. And we just kind of were like, obviously, we were very, at that point, uh, tuned in to what was going on. And the feeling was, Midsummer is so far out that it is not going to affect us. Yeah. Because obviously, we're going to get a handle on this, and... By the time that Midsummer rolls around, it's uh, it's a distant memory. It's mm-hmm. in the rearview mirror, right? Two yeah. weeks to a month tops, we thought. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. So it got worse, as we all know. And then um, I think it really, for me anyway, I can't speak for the rest of the team, but I mean, for, for me, it really started sinking in when, when you could see just like how bad it was in other countries and in New York. 
Yeah. Right. When we started seeing like really what was going down in Manhattan, it was just like, holy shit, this is like really serious, serious stuff, you know. And then comes the stay at home, which is the PC way of saying, get your ass indoors. This is a lockdown situation, you know, type of thing. Um, And we've never had anything like that before. So. At that point, the team starts talking about, well, you know, well, what are we going to do? And we were like, well, we're, we're, holding, we're holding the course, and we're continuing. And uh, we generally, at that point, still thought that we were going to dodge the bullet. Um, more shows kept canceling. And flash forward to the point where most people that I know are out of work. They've been furloughed. They're at home. Mm-hmm. All the theme parks are closed. Nothing's open. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suddenly have haunters who are messaging me, and the haunters for Hollow Shadows were so gung ho and so excited. <laughs> but I had some of them start saying, "Hey, we are going right because we're we're spending money that we really don't have to to build these haunts for Midsummer yeah. and all that." And that started really stressing me out even more because I thought, Jesus, if if we don't go. These guys are out a lot of cash if they're not building for something that they're going to add on to their own haunt in October, which we always try to encourage people to do. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of them build just for midsummer stuff. So um, I, that was weighing on my mind. Um, I guess the, the, the huge turning point comes when Comic-Con cancels. So Comic-Con canceling kind of was like the oh shit bell for everybody. Yeah. Because that's a big deal. That's a really big deal. And I would say even before that, uh, David Markland and I were having very serious conversations uh, about what we would do in the event of having to somehow scale the event down. But we just didn't know what that was. Because even at that point, remember, like even weeks ago, a month ago, we had no idea what social distancing guidelines really were. Yeah. Right? yeah. We still don't. At the time of this recording, theme parks are talking about slowly reopening. <laughs> we still don't know exactly what that is going to mean yeah. and what that's going to look like. No it changes every day. It's a moving yeah. target every day. We just don't know. I mean, in two weeks, we could have a huge spike and we could be in worse shape. So yeah. we just don't know at this point. And that's what we came up with. Usually... Our group is really good at forecasting things and, and, and hitting challenges head on and, and figuring out what we're going to do. And we usually have a very clear beacon that we're marching towards. Every, That's every, what right? has yeah. led to the development of the event so yes. far. Yes, and we have been just flying blind. And it's a very unsettling feeling. And we really did still, I mean, until very recently, I mean, we, we really felt that we were going to be out of the woods and so it came to well, all these things are canceling it will be great for the community and great for midsummer as a business if we're the first big thing to go after everything reopens because oh, yeah. people yeah. are going to be like losing their minds to get out and do stuff mm-hmm. well that just became more and more grim because mm-hmm. you know every every week it's just like well we'll know in a few more weeks well we'll know in a few more weeks and it's just like <laughs> Meanwhile, the time is ticking on TikTok. all of this, this work that TikTok goes into TikTok that's going this. on. Yeah. Right. Vendors are making their wares. Uh, you know, haunters are trying to build. 
And that was another well, and that was another thing also that was really starting to stress me out is knowing that with all this staying at home stuff, haunters weren't being able to get together like they wanted to in groups and build stuff for Hollow Shadows. And they weren't working their day jobs to make the money to buy the materials to make those yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a big snowball of ugh, mm-hmm. and uh, so that was really really weighing on me at that point. So Comic Con cancels, and then we are at the point where it's like, okay. We, we obviously have a very serious problem on our hands. Uh, I would say that we were in heavy discussion as far as the executive team for probably a month. We, we, talked, we, we started working out every scenario about a month out. And just in the last few weeks, it got to the point where we were just kind of like, well, there isn't one aspect of Midsummer Scream that isn't just a complete cluster when it comes to today's social distancing guidelines, let alone what tomorrow's requirements are going to be or whatever. So we have a 2,000-seat theater. Yeah. Well, what do you do? Do you make that a 500-seat theater? And at that point, is it even feasible to mount that? Yeah. Are you going to have Horror Nights come out just to talk to, you know, 500 people? And would, how do you enforce the seating? Would John Murdy even be able to come in from Ireland? Exactly. Because of, he'd be stuck yeah, totally. for two weeks. Yeah, totally. You know? Exactly. You have... <laughs> You have Hall of Shadows that has thousands of people at any given time, hundreds of people in all the different queues. What do you do with that? Yeah. What about the hundreds of people that watch the the Decade Brigade during their shows? What do you do? You tell people they got to stand six feet apart, and then you have thirty people watching. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, 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 in the show floor, we have over three hundred vendors. What do you do with the thousands of people that are on our show floor shopping with these vendors? And what do you do with the vendors? Do you cut the vendors in half? so that everybody there can be separated. And then at that point, how do you determine who gets to sell and who you're going to tell you didn't make the cut? I mean, mm-hmm. there wasn't one aspect that wasn't just a freaking just disaster. Yeah. And so I just, we, we had our come to Jesus, and I just told the team, and the team agreed. I said, there there isn't one way that we can make this look even remotely like Midsummer Scream, you know? And... My concern, personally, was I think that we've worked too hard to have, for whatever reason, it doesn't even matter the reason, for our fifth anniversary to suck. Yeah. Like, that's a really cool first milestone, you know? And I just thought to myself, you know, next year, hopefully people will kind of be foggy when it comes to remembering all the COVID stuff, but they will remember, yeah, I went to Midsummer, it wasn't as great as it had been, you know, type of thing. I did not want that for our, our brand, our, our, our legacy that we've worked so hard to establish the past five years. And so that was my one of my things was like, you know, I'd rather really have a just a kick-ass show next year, bigger and better than ever before. People are going to be so much more excited to come finally come back. Yes. And have that as the fifth anniversary to me just made all the sense in the world because, you know, when we created Midsummer Scream, the promise to the community was to give them the show that they wanted and deserved. Mm-hmm. I told David, there's no, the, there's, no the, there's no way that we can deliver that promise this year. We can't give a show that they want, and they definitely deserve better than this. Mm-hmm. And I said, so at this point, we need to also turn and figure out, we exist to serve this community. The best way that we can serve this community is to make sure that everyone is safe as possible. And I told the team that I felt very strongly that if we went ahead 
just in the name of business and being open and forging on, and one person got sick. It doesn't matter whether it's a guest, one of our core team, one of our vendors, one of our partners. If one person got sick, and God forbid, if one person died because they caught COVID at, at midsummer, personally, that shit would haunt me the rest of my life. Yeah. That would not sit well with me in Juju land. So, um, and the team understood that. They got that too. So it was just like this whole big culmination of all these things just came together into just a big shit salad. And it was kind of like, there's just really nothing we can do at this point. And so we were in touch a lot with the convention center. The convention center was incredibly supportive. And they've got to be, we feel bad for them. I mean, like I said, we, no one's ever gone through this. There's no playbook on how to, you know, write out a, a modern black plague, yeah. right? So this, this convention center is, their cash flow is in complete reverse. I mean, with all these shows and everything canceling, for the first time probably since their inception, the cash is flowing the wrong way. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and so Midsummer is just a small portion of this. I can't even imagine how stressed out that company is, you know. It's one weekend out of 51. Ble- of yeah, bleeding yeah. out. You know, they're just bleeding out. So, uh, and they were very, they, they, they were very understanding and they worked with us and um, we're continuing to work with them. We're, we're already discussing 2022 with them uh, as we do because Midsummer takes about 18 months to, to produce one of the shows. And uh, so, all around, it's been sad. Uh, business-wise, it's devastating for us. It was not an easy decision to make. It was very agonizing. Uh, I certainly, that, that week that we had our, we, we, we gathered to make our final final vote, if you will. Um, I, called it, I called that meeting uh, because I said, you know, even though we're supposed to be social distancing, I said every really important meeting, um, uh, decision this team has ever made, we've made it in person together. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we just met and that was that it was, it was, uh, somber and, uh, I spent uh, a lot of time crying that week and, um, yeah. So then here we are. (laughs) So I guess one of the questions I have is what do you do with midsummer 2020? So we know, like you said, that you have 18 months, so you're already planned 2021 uh, or a, a lot, big portion of Big it. picture stuff. Yeah. Yeah, big picture stuff. So do you then try to reconcile that and just be like, okay, well, we had all this planned for 2020. Yeah. Are we just going to reuse that and move it to 2021? Or are we going to just do, start from scratch and use what we're going to do for 2021 and just build on that? How do you put it all together? The answer is yes. <laughs> um, like so, damage control. So we yeah. had we, we had we had very cool, I and mean, we have very cool themes that we were going to carry out through the Hall of Shadows. You know, I, I've talked about this publicly. The Hall of Shadows was going to be this this whole you know you know trick or treat you know thing, and and uh, Cal Haunts was going going to do trick or treat lane and. Uh, it's really funny because every time Cal Haunts does one of our amazing entry experiences into the hall, it's always like next year it's going to be smaller and easier. Yeah. And right. this one was ridiculous. This one was over twice as large in scale. It's just going to be the whole hall of shadows. It's crazy, it's right? It's, yeah. just, it's, just, it's crazy. Um, so everything was so strong and we didn't get into other themes and other ideas, but everything worked so well and everything was so strong this year that a lot of that is just going to be put on ice. 
Absolutely. Okay. So everything that, that Cal Hunts has been building, they're just putting it on ice. It's going to be put on ice. It's being stored in their garages, whatever. And they're just going to have... I told him, I said, look, I said, silver lining here. I've never met a haunter that doesn't need more time. Now you have more time. <laughs> have another so there you go. Well, not quite 12 months. Yeah. But so, that's uh, how the decade grade felt, too. Honestly. Yeah. So there you go. So so that was the, the silver lining of the shit sandwich. But, uh, yeah, so there are a lot of really cool ideas that we had for panels and for, and for programming that we're just going to mothball. Uh, for another year and and fire that back up. And so what's going to happen with 2021 is it's going to get the stuff that is, I know, going to be amazing that we were going to do this year. But then we also have another year now to build on that to make it even more kick-ass. And so there is no doubt in my mind that what we bring you guys in 21 is just going to make your heads explode because it's going to be so much better than anything we've ever done before. That's and exciting. Every year you do make the event more robust and more things to see and, and more like more, you know, time investment and money invested in it. But there's also gonna be an element of like your audience needs you so much that they'll take whatever you present. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's going to be awesome, you know, compared to previous years. But just the fact that it's going to exist will be something that, you know, people need this. There's a reason that these events succeed. Like, we we need this. Like, Halloween is our time. I mean, Comic-Con, that's their time. Like, this is something that's so important to us. And I think that's the emotional dagger in the heart is that we can be passionate about haunts and, you know, plan all these beautiful things. But if you don't get to actually play in the sandbox, you're just staring out your window looking at the park going, oh, man, I wish I could go outside. Yeah. It's is gut-wrenching. That was one of the that was one of the things that was really hard on the team knowing that it was going to be an absolute gut punch to the community. You know, we really love the community and uh, David is so invested in his relationship with our vendors. He knew that they were going to be really disappointed because our vendors they do very well at midsummer. Yeah. I mean this is not my area of the sandbox, but I know just <laughs> from knowing some of the vendors, they say that they do, you know, better at, at midsummer for like a weekend than they do at all the shows combined. Yeah. That's incredible. And so knowing that a lot of these guys are out of work and really desperately needed yeah. this, knowing that we had to cut them off like that, mm-hmm. horrifying. Yeah. I mean, I don't even deal with the vendors and that was giving me heartburn. That was giving me just like really I was staring at the ceiling at night. And that was making me feel bad. And then, you know, the Haunters. I know the Haunters were so gung-ho and so excited and already posting stuff about what they were building and just telling these guys that it was a no-go was just really, really hard for me, too. And I, it just it just killed me. And then the fans. We have the best fans in the world. I mean, this community is the best in the world. I've said that before, and I'll say it again, yeah. always. And that's that's what makes Midsummer so successful is is this community, this fan base that's here in SoCal. Knowing that we were going to let all those people down was just it was just horrible. This was this was the single worst challenge we've ever faced since we created Midsummer Scream in 2016. I mean, by far. Yeah. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Uh, I mean, canceling a show unless you decide that that's it. We're not going to do Midsummer ever again canceling a year that's catastrophic 
I mean, when you're a major con, that is that is just something that just doesn't happen. And so it was it was a horrible. It, it's been this has been a horrible time. I mean, it the whole is. team we we we're very upbeat and we and we present very happy face for everybody and very positive. It's it's really taken its toll on all of us. And yeah, the, it's been horrible. The really kind of devastating thing I think for the community too is because Midsummer Scream is like the mark of the beginning of the Halloween yeah. season. Yeah. And losing that casts what's going to happen this fall into serious doubt. Sure. And, and so a lot of yeah. people are wondering is are we even going to have a Halloween season? Well, and I'm if we too. do, yeah. what is that going to look like? It's there's no um, way that it's not already impacted. Yeah. I mean, I know for a fact. I mean, just because I work in the themed entertainment industry, parks are kind of at this point scratching heads and saying, "Well, what do we do?" you know. Yeah. Um so it's going to be very interesting and God help us if we have a, a, another <laughs> spike and a second and third wave of this yeah. thing, or if it mutates, we may not have holiday season at all. We may be inside like Until this. 2021. Yeah. Who knows? So, and I think that's a very real possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a question about yeah. that. But first, before yeah. I even get to that, something that you said that struck me as interesting is the fact that you've canceled the event does not mean that you've let the community down. It means you've actually supported the community. Stopping Midsummer Scream forever would be letting the community down, yeah. taking away something that they need. But which we don't the, plan on doing yeah. at all. <laughs> Not gonna happen anytime soon. Yeah. I promise. But the fact that you made the you made the right choice. This is the world that we live in, and it sucks so hard. But that was you are taking care of your community. By doing that, you're not letting anybody down at all. And the fact that you're talking about 2021, 2022, that's supporting your community and everyone who's involved. So I don't want you guys to think, I know it's hard not to, but you're not letting anybody down. Thank you. So I wanted to let you know that. Appreciate that. But um, I have been wondering in my mind's eye if Haunt were to continue, like, you know, I mean, like, not like Scary Farm Haunt, but like Haunt as a a world that we live in in September, October. If that were to carry on, what could it possibly look like? Well, like can I, you even imagine? I, I, I'm not at liberty to name names, <laughs> but I know that some of the major haunted attractions that we all love here in Southern California um, are either going to cancel or they are going to look very different this year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was just so doing... I know, I, I know that it already has taken its toll. Like, I, I, I'm home a lot, so I got a lot of time to think. I ain't doing yeah. anything. <laughs> so I was kind of just running through the mental gymnastics of, like, not scary farm. I yeah, was like, sure. well, what would that look like if you had to do social distancing? Obviously, yeah. reservations, because they're going to have to cut, what, by, like, a third the capacity, maybe? Oh, I'd I say mean, two one-third. Two one third. Yeah, there you we cut go. Two one third. So you're looking at like ten thousand people max, maybe. Sure, if that. If that. Um, and then I was thinking, well, you couldn't have street monsters, so no street monsters. It'd probably just be like some kind of ambiance thing. Mm-hmm. And then if they did shows, how would you run the shows? Like the mazes could potentially work if they went more of the route of like Universal using puppets and using kind of more sound and audio scares pulsing the, and the flow through. pulsing the flow throughs and maybe that's, doing a virtual queuing kind of thing not nuts, right? but that's not I scary thought about farm, this, you know? it's not yeah. nuts yeah universal can maybe pull that off yeah, yeah. i think we're definitely going to see some sort of distancing in line 
Maybe. Absolutely. I mean, Which Universal. I, I just don't. I, I don't they have their virtual queuing system, so I could see them. Which doesn't work. Just, it doesn't work great, I hate that. but I hate virtual queues. They just don't work. Yeah, and then what do you do with all the people that are waiting? Like they can't all be because then How you're just you packing more people on the street as yeah. opposed to a queue line, and then it's like, what do you do with them? And then all of those yeah. surfaces be cleaned <laughs> that everybody touches, all of the handrails, miles of handrails. Yeah. I mean. The logistics sound like a nightmare. Yep. Unless they, they just, are. I don't even know. Unless no you only hanging, open for shows. No hanging plastic or rubber. No hanging nope. burlap. No way to transition scenes. Everybody, like you get a pair no of rubber monsters, gloves before you go in. No monsters in close quarters <laughs> to you. How do the you startle scare some? I mean, you can from six feet away, but right. I mean. So there you go. Yeah. We're baking a clusterfuck pie right now. Yeah. It, it is, it is not a good situation. Right? Yeah. But I mean, a, it's, it's a no, no win, really, at this point. It's, it's the haunt that we, but what sucks about this is depending on how everything plays out, kind of like we compared it in a way to how boarding a plane changed after 9-11. Mm-hmm. We can, we know about TSA. We know we have to get to the airport two hours in advance and we expect these things because this is our normal, but it was a very drastic change when that happened. Yep. So we may come to adopt a new normal in the sense that we don't, we, these things don't exist anymore. It's a very real possibility. Yeah. So the way that we view entertainment, the way that we interact with each other, like how we fulfill that social need that we have as humans could drastically be changed forever. Yeah. It's like dramatic. One of the things that it could. people brought up is there just is not going to be any more buffets. Like, mm-hmm. I know Soup Plantation yeah. just announced today they're officially closing down because they said there's no way that <laughs> they can do a buffet and meet any kind of post-COVID guidelines yeah and so there's a good chance that in the future there's the buffets will be a thing of the past like they won't exist mm-hmm. yeah no i i can totally see that happening i'm yeah. not a fan of buffets I'm not already because either, of but... people people are gross, people are gross. Buffet. yeah it's not the food yeah. it's the people are just bleh, at, at buffets and i see that i'm mostly i'm thinking of my experiences in vegas with yeah that. but i mean Fair. um but no, we, we we know for a fact that casinos are opening without their without their buffets yes. in operation. Yeah. So I yeah I hadn't really thought about that, but I think that like places like hometown and all that they yep. they got big problems yeah. because that's their entire business model. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and it's no, I mean what, what's coming and going back to the Halloween thing. Uh, yeah, I mean that's really grim. That's like the, that's the most extreme grim, but. Nowhere is it written in stone that not scary farm is forever. Exactly. Yeah. We take it for granted that it is, because it always has been. Yeah. So I don't many know. Comic Con was it's forever. Horrible. I mean, Coachella. it's a horrible. It's it's really horrible. I mean, how are kids going to visit Santa at Christmas? Yeah. I mean, I mean, trick or treating. That's a whole. I mean, it hasn't been the same since probably I was a kid. It's kind of you're slowly have, changed. You're going to have the pots full of candy sitting outside on the front door with a note that says, take one, please. Yeah. And then a quarantine period for those pieces of candy for 24 <laughs> hours before you're allowed to touch it with your so bare hands. So it's, the whole yeah. thing is just grim. Mm-hmm. It's know? very hard for, for a social creature to have to make this kind of adjustment. Yeah. On every level, we've based everything in our world on the fact that we are, can be close to each other and want to be close to yeah. each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a... The whole entertainment industry is about shared experience. Yeah. It's, and it's now tough. it's like, how is that going to look in the future? It's, well, it's tough because, you know, know I, I, I work at a, at a theme, theme entertainment design company. And, and you know, sure, it, you know, it's all, it's all well and good to say, well, you're going to be six feet apart in the queue and it's going to be <laughs> yeah. a reservation system. That's great. But what do you do when you get on the ride? 
Yeah. Are you really going to, like, at Disneyland, are you going to fill, like, rows one and six and send these boats and then have a three-hour wait because you're sending out, you know, six to eight people at yeah. a time as opposed to 50 people at a time? I mean... Uh-huh. And going through and wiping with an alcohol wipe every single seat that someone just sat I mean, in and every that? handle that and they that just touched. Like, I know for a fact, like, Indy and especially the dark rides at Disneyland, that's an impossibility because if those cars are stopped for too long the ride just shuts down yeah well without any spoilers going out there are two specific moments in rise of the resistance that you are bullpenned with people yeah and so what do you do do you bypass those two moments and if you do and they're major show you you ruin the the continuity of the attraction yeah what do you do in the haunted mansion do you not use the elevator do you just walk people down to the load area so no the whole thing is very problematic you're not gonna you're gonna I can't imagine Disney spacing people out in in the elevator. I guess they might, but I can't imagine it going down. Put with, little you know, carpet fi- squares and like stand on your carpet people. square. Yeah, ten or fifteen <laughs> people per elevator load. It's designed for eighty to eighty five people per yeah. load. Yeah. So, it's very problematic. It's very yeah. problematic. Going but what forward. worries me is they might do that, but then the ticket price is going to become a thousand dollars a day, so that they can make the money. Well, to, the whole thing's to a mess. The whole thing's a mess because yeah. suddenly you have a kajillion annual pass holders that don't really have annual. Well, passes that's the anymore. thing. Like, if they go to a reservation only system, that kind of makes annual passes a thing of the past. Because right. how do you have an annual pass but then forced to make a reservation? There are no. There are no more annual yeah. passes. Mm-hmm. There are no more season right. passes. There are no more haunt passes. The whole game changes. Yeah, and that's even if parks are allowed to open. I mean, they, they may be they may open and we might get another spike and government might say, you know what, no big gatherings at all, no events, no entertainment stuff like that until at least the beginning of next year. Until we yeah. have a vaccine. And, and enforce ex- it. Experts are saying that could be a year. So, yeah, but there, but at least when that is said, there is a little bit of relief, like. Maybe there is. But then you're talking about it's available in a year, but then how do you vaccinate the entire world within whatever time frame they have to think about that? It's it's a snowball. It's an ugly snowball. Oh, yeah. And then the bullshit basket about getting the anti vaxxers to actually do it, which is another topic. The whole thing's a mess. So the whole whole thing is grim, and it, uh, it, it obviously. We're distilling it down for the purpose of the podcast. We're distilling it down to theme park talk, right? But it's impacting everybody's lives. I mean, the it, entire world. It's it's a thought that needs to be explored because in case it gets away from you, like, oh, my haunt was taken away. I'm like, oh, is that it? Yeah. <laughs> not that's not, you don't want to live in that place, but it it brings it into perspective. Like, haunt is, is what we live and breathe. And, and hey, that's it. legit because that's what we're here talking about. Yeah. That's what we love. That's what we do. That's why Midsummer exists, is to serve yeah. this community. Mm-hmm. So it is important to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, in perspective, you know what? We had to cancel our show, but there was a lady on CNN that's lost five members of her family. To Jesus this. Christ. Yep. So it's like, kind of puts it in perspective. It's like, shows can be replaced. Theme park events can carry on next year. Mm-hmm. You can't get your loved ones back. Yeah. And so that's really what the big focus is, right? I mean, mm-hmm. everything else is just trivial. These are all just things, right? They are, but you're still allowed to grieve for what you've lost. Of course. Even if it's, I mean, Halloween's important to us, but it, yeah. it's certainly not important to the neighbor across the way. Like, they don't give right. a shit. Right. But you, everyone's grieving, losing out on something that's really important to them. Yeah. And, like, this is our thing that we're like, well, I, mean, I feel like shit. 
Yeah, you know, and it the sucks. People that lost Comic Con. I mean, people have been going to Comic Con forever, and yeah. you know, it's the first year they're not going to be able to go. I'm sure they're feeling the exact yeah. same thing. Well, and yeah. you know, business ramifications, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, taking away Comic Con from the city of San Diego, well, millions and millions shit. and millions. Of Talk dollars. about taking it on the chin. They said that San Diego is going to lose like ten plus million just in tax revenue from that. It's event. unbelievable the loss there, and yeah. Yet, and and my heart goes out to the wonderful people of Las Vegas. Oh I mean, yeah, I mean, holy shit, that poor town. Yeah. That's why, it, it's no secret. But people may not know me if they're listening to this. But I mean, it's like my favorite place in the world. Yeah, I grew up going there. It's part of my DNA, and I lived and worked there for several years on the Strip. And I go very often. We go like once a month. And so, just seeing what this has done to that town. Oh yeah, holy like just how quick it happened there since too. The no, I had, I was, we had some friends that went one yeah. night just to go take pictures of like the empty strip yeah. and empty downtown and all that. Because I thought to myself, in a weird kind of grim way, that that would make a really cool like coffee table book. It would, yeah. You know, right. yeah. You have you have really fancy casinos like Bellagio, and then they have like these weird jury rigged like like wooden yeah. coverings over the doors <laughs> because these places are designed with doors that just. Don't never close, close yeah. because they're never intended to. Once they open, they're, they're open, open longer than we're alive. Yeah, which is weird, right? It's just a, it's a breathing, it's a shark. It just keeps moving and feeding, and it's a, it's a constant thing. Mm-hmm. And to suddenly have these doors like with like a hurricane boards put over <laughs> them and stuff. The only way so, to lie. Yeah, that is so it surreal. Was, yeah, because like, I was know? there, gosh, probably like two or three days after they announced all the casinos yeah. were closed. When the Sands, I think, was the last one to officially like finally admit defeat and close. Yeah. <laughs> And and close their casinos, and I was amazed. Yeah, like walking around, what it felt like. So we just... were there when this was all starting to go down, and th- I think the last day that we were there, we started seeing. Uh, I forget where we were, but they were starting to turn like every other slot machine off. Oh, okay. So, and I would expect that will be a new norm. We are yeah. so far away from our Halloween topic, but I mean, but I, I think that that will be a big new norm. I, you yeah. go in there, absolutely, the machines, not all of them will be working. So, and now, you know, you can go online and see these horrible sneeze guard type things that they're putting up between slot machines and the table games look like you're walking up to an ATM because you're like surrounded oh, by Oh yeah, I saw those. Yeah, that's weird. To me, that is like so not fun. Is it like trial so and Vegas. error? Like they're trying to make it work? They might as well know. just go to like I robot don't, I don't dealers. I don't see or how that works because you know what, the HVAC systems in there are so powerful. Yeah. If one person, forty feet away, coughs or sneezes or whatever, it's all up in your <laughs> business anyway because the air is circulating so much in there. Yeah. They're gonna have to put in like it's medical just, to grade. To me, it's just like so filters. Uh, yeah, and I stuff, think it's a, more of a feel good type thing to yeah. make you feel safe and better. Mm-hmm. Um. But going back to what you said, Veronica, it's just. Nothing is set in stone, mm-hmm. right? There, there is no, there is no written contract with forever, that that there will be a scary farm, a horror nights, midsummer. I mean, there's, there's no, there's nothing. I mean, we know that nothing lasts forever. Yep. Um. But it's just. Uh, I mean, the Simpsons is still on the air. Some things last forever. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, it's a mess. I think that there will be light at the end of the tunnel, but I think it's a long tunnel. I, yeah, I really yeah. do, and and I and I think that maybe, I personally think that reopening everything so quickly, is a mistake. You know, I I sit on the couch and I see all these people in Orange County, you know, flocking to the beaches, and I'm thinking, 
Yeah. What are you, what's wrong with you? What are you thinking? And yep. sorry if that's one of your listeners, but seriously, what are you thinking? Well, <laughs> um, this got really it's just crazy for us because I found out that I'm immunocompromised. Oh, yeah. I still well, go there into go. the office every day. Yeah, there you go. Because the company that I work for, the boss will not let anybody work from home. This is very fucking real. Yeah. yeah. And we yeah. make adjustments as we need to, but it's, you know, I kind of wish that I could just nonchalantly go and, and walk on the beach, but I do not know what I'm exposing myself to yeah. every time I leave the house. Yeah. It's real. And then yeah. when I still, like, I think I knew, but I was hopeful that midsummer would still happen yeah we uh, you know the brigade practices for three solid months before the show happens sure. which means that and like you've seen us we like yeah. roll all over each yeah. other yep. <laughs> and like how how would we even practice yep. i wouldn't be able to practice with them does, does that mean that i wouldn't even be able to participate in a show like it's it's just me it's an n of one but yeah. you know these kinds of things in everyone's own unique way is something that they have to think about like well, well forget, what are the forget practicing you can't even show up to practice yeah there's nowhere the to parks practice. are closed so, so like, well this was before the parks were even closed like yeah. we were still trying to figure out as a team we were supposed to start practicing officially was it march 1st yeah and then we had uh may, april may and june or may june and july i forget, yeah. I forget. but we were supposed to be balls deep in practice by sure. now of course and, yeah and, like, and, I, mean, and, I, we, and I stayed in touch with Casey and yeah. I and I and that was another factor I mean I yeah. you know I went to the team weeks ago I said you know the brigade can't even get together we can't even practice. they can't even practice <laughs> and so I mean we have sliders that aren't practicing we've got haunters that aren't building yeah yeah I mean we've done yeah. shows where it's 100% made up as on the fly as we go I mean mm-hmm. like last year at Bishop because Bishop the county fair is what for five days i think so not everybody could be there every day so we had two days where we did like solid shows but then the other days you know we had like some shows had seven people some had eight you know and so it's like well we'll just figure it out as we go and oh we'll we're not about making out. shit up on the fly yeah <laughs> we we right. survived for years when that's all that we did we didn't start choreographing until maybe four years ago but it's the fact that it's the the everything else where are you going to practice like we all individually for the most part train yeah you can train in yeah. your house and in your neighborhood super groovy but you can't practice you can't yeah. write you can't choreograph yeah. like those things it's just it's not the world that we're in right, right now yeah and we're not yeah. the only ones we're not the only performance people that are there we've got tons of people who yeah. build shows and have to prepare for months for things like this it's just entertainment as a whole has just taking it to the oh garden. yeah 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 i mean i just all my friends that are in the in the industry whether they're in film or tv or theme park stuff everybody i'm i'm very fortunate that i'm working full-time you know i'm very fortunate because that's not the norm yeah. in entertainment mm-hmm. and most of my friends are furloughed or worse you know they don't know what their, their the future holds for them yeah and that's really scary it's really really scary stuff mm-hmm. and so this you know, th- this has kind of, like, put everything in perspective for us. At least, you know, first of all, there's no denying, oh, my God, we're so far off topic, but <laughs> there's no denying that the world needed this. Like, I'm talking about the physical, like, Mother Nature was like, you know, hold up and hit the pause button mm-hmm. because ozone is closing up. Like, we were just talking you about have, yeah. You, you can see jellyfish and fish in the canals in Venice for the first time ever. You can see to the bottom. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. From Pasadena, I can see Century City completely. Yeah, you can see the mountains. You yeah. Can see, I mean, 
the that world, stuff does bring me the an world element of needed joy. this. The, the world, the world itself did need this. The globe, the planet. Yeah, needed it. Mother Nature needed this, yeah. and so there is that, yeah. you know. But um, God, yeah, what's happened is horrible, and then what's happening with the divide in society about it is horrible, mm. and we're just in a really ugly place. When a bus driver tells somebody they need to put a mask on and the bus driver then gets spit on by said person yeah. or if somebody you know at a mcdonald's says you need to put your mask on and the person comes back and shoots them what the hell is is that all about that is just yeah. to me that is that is crazy it's they're like driven we're not, by different expressions of of the fear no one's trying to through. take away your rights they're trying to protect your dumb ass and the people that you love that you could be taking us home to yep i just don't understand what's so hard to understand about that there's some Maybe I'm missing just, something, but I mean, I just, it's, yeah. it's not about suppression and taking away your, your rights. It's about getting through this together. Yeah. And again, that, I'll rein it back in. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that became our, our number one deciding factor was, you know, how, how do we best protect everybody? You know, and if, if we couldn't produce something that looked like, smelled like, was Midsummer Scream and keep everybody safe... I didn't want to do it. And the team was on board with that. They understood where I was coming from with that. And they were supportive of that. And, uh, yeah, so that's what went into all the decisions. Um, we anticipate being back next year and the year after and the year after that. Um, but like everybody, we just take it one day at a time now and see what's going on. Have you experienced any, any backlash from the community? Not from the community. There, there have been, you know, there's always going to be a comment or two. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, I, and, I, and I read just a couple because I, I tend to, you know, obviously since we are so invested in Midsummer, uh, I, get, I get irrationally, like, bummed out and upset. Sometimes really pissed off when I read comments that are just, like, so lame. You yeah, because they don't realize how how deep they're cutting when they say that. Well, it just sucks. Like somebody, one of the first negative things, and there haven't been many, to be honest with you. Maybe since we since we announced, maybe two or three. Yeah, hurt posts. I mean, that's wow. it. That's good. So, but somebody said, "Oh, good good thing you waited to sell out of your 2020 shirts before you announced you were Fuck canceling." Off. So yeah, I was just like, "Dude, that is loss. so lame." They're expressing their loss and they're putting it on you. Well, but it's I can really tell you right now, we're planning on having more 2020 shirts because <laughs> I want a 2020 shirt. <laughs> Midsummer's big show is has has stopped. Midsummer has not stopped. This yeah. community has not stopped. Yeah. So you bet your ass that we're going to get out of this year with at least some really cool freaking t-shirts and things to wear. Hell yeah. yeah. So we're just because Midsummer Scream 2020, the show is not going. Midsummer Scream 2020 is very alive and well. Because that's the year we're in. As shitty as the year we're <laughs> in, that's the year we're in. And you know what? We're going to have... Merchandise. We're going to have merchandise. We've got cool ideas coming down the pipe. And I think that it just gives the community a way to just rally and keep moving forward through all this Yeah, this will be the year that, like, when you when you look at sedimentary rock and you see a, a thick black line, you're like, oh, that's when the meteor hit. Like, you're exactly. going to be able to look back in your yes. closet and go, oh, that was the year that everything went upside down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's still, it's still part of our history as much as it yeah. blows. Yeah. And then we're going to move on. Yeah. We always move on. And the team, you know, midsummer, we, we are always thinking ahead, no matter what we're doing. And so, like, half of our conversation when we were there gathered together to, to cast our in-person vote, 
literally half that night was talking about other stuff we want to do in the immediate future. So we like, like a, in a good way, like oh yeah, stuff like, you're like building and yeah, then... like like well, we can't have our main show, but we want to do pop up experiences. We want to have more gatherings than we've ever had before. We don't know what that is because we don't know what's coming. Right. But it could be a you know anything from a, a, a gathering maybe at the Cauldron to you know partnering with somebody in a pop up show somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know we always do stuff with Mystic Museum. I'm sure we'd love to do stuff with them. Yeah. Um, certainly the theme parks going forward want to do stuff with us. So it's all on the table and we're not going away. As soon as we're able to do stuff, you bet we're going to engage our community and do stuff and we're going to carry on through this and we will get through this together and so we're very much alive and well so there is a midsummer screen 2020 just not the convention yeah but all the other components are there we're still alive and kicking and so and season screamings this year is going to be the biggest that we've ever done that's our dark market at christmas and so we're already looking obviously we're already thinking about that now yeah so we have all sorts of things we have all sorts of irons in the fire we're not just like oh well turn on the playstation until next (laughs) march no that that's not not happening we are already discussing okay well as soon as things are lifted and life is back to quote unquote normal what do we do for our community what's that mentality that's carried you this far anyway yeah so i guarantee you we never rest on our laurels and so so we're, we're we're full speed ahead how are you guys planning the season screamings event? Are you guys taking into consideration what you might be thinking a social distancing is going to look like in December or November? I think that's a wait and see. Yeah. We just don't know. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Hell, at this point, we don't even know that we can have gatherings. Yeah. So we're assuming. <laughs> I know it's dangerous to assume, but uh, we are assuming. And, uh,. You know, first thing on the agenda is we're looking for a venue because, you know, yeah. Sweet Hollywood closed. They, they don't exist anymore. And that's that's where we've been the past two years. So, and we kind of knew this last year that we'd, we'd kind of like outgrown that venue because a lot of people came yeah. to this thing. And it's a really cool dark Christmas market to, to be able to do this with our some of our vendors. And so, we of course, we want to grow that. So, we, we, we're looking at, at, at different venue options and how we're going to grow it and what we're going to do. But it is hard to set anything in, in, in stone until we know exactly kind of what we're looking yeah. at. You know, you can't figure out what game you're going to play until you know what the playing field is. Have so, you guys explored any virtual um, interactions in any of these scenarios? Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about what we want to do as far as using our social media platforms, like going live on Instagram. Tomorrow, I know this will air after after. David does this, but but like David is going to give a tour of Mystic Museum tomorrow awesome. on our Instagram at three o'clock. That's cool. And uh, so we are talking about like what what can we do? How can we engage the fans? You know, virtually mm-hmm. using our, our platforms. And so that that will be coming down the pipe. And uh, uh, virtual convention, no, because I first of all don't think that really works. Um, I've had people ask about that and I know other conventions have done, we're having a virtual, to me, it's just boring. I mean, to be honest, it's hard to really engage. You can't engage the, the, a convention is very much like a theme park and we design pretty much every aspect of Midsummer Scream. Like you would design a park. It's a group experience. So it may be cool to see John Murdy and Chris Williams talking 
from your couch for like the first five minutes, but then suddenly you're not at Midsummer Scream. You're just watching another live stream of Universal guys talking. Yeah. And it's not the Midsummer Scream experience. You're not sitting there in costume with all your best friends. You're not thinking about, oh man, as soon as this wraps, we got to run down to the Hall of Shadows and see the Decay Brigade perform. Yeah. It's not the convention. And there's a buzz about being in that environment yes. that, like, really, I mean, the not to be so frank about it, but, like, makes you want to spend money. The electricity. Because, it's the, you're, yeah. you're, you're caught up in the moment. And, and I've, we've always talked about how there's this intangible, almost tangible something in the air there's, at Midsummer yeah. that you yeah. just don't feel at other conventions. Yeah. Because it's family. It's the Island of Misfit Toys for a weekend, yep. and we're all there with our peeps, and you just can't recreate that through a video stream. You just can't. Mm-mm. You know, to me, and, and, I, and I think I'm speaking also for David Markland. He, he I, I know that both of us, because we, we've talked about this, and um, I'm of the group, I'm definitely not the fan. Of, of like a virtual convention type yeah. type of idea. Or like a marketplace or anything. Because it's just not, it just doesn't work. Yeah. And I think that David also, we've talked about that, it just, I just don't think he, that I don't think that he thinks it really works either. So um, the answer is no, we won't be doing that as far as like virtual Midsummer Screen Convention. But yes, we will be doing things as far as video streams and interviewing people and we got to figure out a way to really showcase the the haunts around Southern California this yep. Halloween. So we are going to use we are going to ramp up and use our social media platforms um, tenfold, like way more than we've ever used them before. But just the what it is and, and how we're doing it and all that, we're still fleshing that out as we figure out what we're going to be able to do. And what the requirements will be for anything that you yeah, decide to do. Absolutely. But you bet. There's there's no no stone that hasn't been overturned already. So we're we're looking at all that stuff. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Man. This this is not the conversation that we should no, be it's having weird. right now. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. Um twenty twenty one's coming though. Right, and we're July nine through eleven. So it's a little shorter wait. That's right. It's 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 uh, yeah. It's we, and that was just because uh, Midsummer is so big that uh, we have to find a weekend where we can take over the entire convention center. Yeah. And the convention center is booked so far out in advance. They didn't have anything except <laughs> for that weekend, so we were actually met with well, okay, we have two options really here. We either find a different location. For midsummer, or we go a month earlier, and we're like, "Well, let's go a month earlier." Yeah. In 2016, our first show was in July, yep. so we're kind of returning to our roots that way, you know, doing that. Um, but yeah, that that's always a thing too, and it's weird because Midsummer Scream is definitely a large, large scale convention now, but we don't automatically the the the, the misnomer about this is we, we we don't automatically have dates that are held for us by the convention center because they're a business and. If we went away tomorrow for good, they wouldn't skip a beat because they'd have another group that would come in and, and, and it would sell out anyway. Yeah. So we have to negotiate every year with, with the convention center. It's not like a, we don't have like a five-year contract or three-year contract where we're locked in for dates three years in advance. We, every year we have to, uh, to, to decide on a weekend. That makes sense too, because they, well, they probably have a lot of factors that go into oh, yeah. who's fitting into what There's slots. There's a lot. And Absolutely, there is. It's a shell game for things, and so and so that's come up too because people have said, well, why didn't you just postpone Midsummer? Yeah. Well, Midsummer has so many moving parts and so many components. You, you just you just can't kick it down the road until 
COVID goes away and it's okay to come out and play. And, oh, okay, well, let's see. Next weekend sounds good. Let's do Midsummer next yeah. weekend. <laughs> and, and, look, I get it. And, and, the, and the question is legit, but people don't realize when you have something that is so bulky and so large that it takes 18 months to plan and execute, you can't just bump it. Yeah. And Midsummer has very specifically, like with Scare when we created Scare it's no accident that it's in the middle of the summer where it is because it's the sweet spot of when haunts are being announced. It's the sweet spot of when haunts are starting to be built by home haunters. Yep. And people are starting to get into that itch, that mood, like, oh, we're in the home stretch now for Halloween. It doesn't work earlier in the year. It doesn't work later in the year. Later in the year, all the parks have announced their stuff. Why do they need to come and yeah. talk to anybody? Haunters are busy doing their own thing. Sorry, we don't have time. Vendors are booked for other shows. And we're also cognizant of other big shows. Like, we don't go against D23. We don't go up against Comic-Con. Yeah. And so we are very aware of those. It's like Titanic cruising through looking for the icebergs, right? <laughs> we never, in my opinion, I think it's really, really bad business to go head-to-head with a major crossover convention like a D23. Oh, yeah. Because at the end of the day, sure, we would have a very successful weekend regardless, but you'd make a lot of our fans choose between the two. You'd make a lot of our media partners choose between the two. Yep. And to me, if that's avoidable, you avoid it. Because proceeding to do that just because, oh, well, people will still come. Yeah. To me, that is just really arrogant and really bad business and not serving this community well. That's, as, as that's well as the we underline. Can. Is like, who are you doing this for? I hate the idea of making anybody choose. I Except in the it. schedule of Midsummer itself, you like to make them choose. Oh between hell yeah, we're, we're <laughs> that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. You wait to see what we do to you next year after all this pent up, you know, wanting to come out and play. But I mean, um, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, so it's it's one of those things where. No, we can't. We can't reschedule midsummer, and that's assuming also that there is even a weekend available at the convention center. Yeah, you know. So it's 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 one of those things where I love the question because it means people are like, well, why couldn't you do it later in the year? Because we really love it. We wanted to come do this. Because they don't want it. They just don't yeah. want it to not. Of course, be. and I get it. I get it. But they just don't understand, and it's fine because that's. Not everybody produces things. Not everybody understands all the work well, that goes was, into it. I was so surprised when I got the call or the text saying that, oh, they're we're just planning on moving Coachella to October. <laughs> and I was like, how do you move something like Coachella? Because, like, for those that don't know, if you work Coachella, it's a three-month contract. So it takes three months to run that event for two weekends. Sure. And it's like, how do you just get all those thousands of people they just to move their day, their, yeah. you know, it's Planet like, how trips. does that happen? And then choosing October in Southern California was probably a really bonehead thing to do yeah. because, you know, yeah. not like we don't have anything else going on in October in Southern California. Yeah. Like, come on. Well, again, that I would say is probably, that bleeds over into the, I don't know, arrogant move. Maybe, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all about business. Yeah. And if these people want to see people perform, they'll come. Yeah. And to help the other events. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I know a part of it, like San Diego, I mean, Indio, their entire year's worth of sales tax they get from sure, Stagecoach and Coachella. Of course. So it's like they, they want that gig to go off as much yeah, as anybody else. I, I and everyone's it. doing their best to tread water and try to make the best, yeah. trying to cut a pattern out of this little piece of fabric. You know, everyone's really 
really trying and really projecting yeah. what could possibly be a workable scenario. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you get yeah. a little too microscopic in your view and forget the context of everything. Yeah. The whole thing is weird. I mean, this this whole situation is like just a really weird, bad situation, uh, bad version of like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Right? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow when we turn the TV on. We don't know for sure when we're going to see life return like we like it and are comfortable with, you know? Yeah. How long are we going to have to take masks to go to Del Taco or to, you know, to Ralph's yeah. or Vaughn's or to a theme park? I can't imagine it being hotter than shit walking around a theme oh park with a God. mask on all day. That's yeah. not fun to me. Mm-mm. And bars, what are you going to do? Put your... You're going to sip your cocktail underneath your, your mask with a straw? I mean, I just don't understand how any of that works. It's it's not fun. And I've already, you know, Nova and I, we, we go to Vegas all the time, and I've said, I don't even want, I Vegas is like my happy place. I don't even want to return. If i got to sit there and wear a mask yeah. while I'm playing and be stuck in like these plastic, you know, sneeze guards all around me, that's not Vegas. That's, that's not, not Vegas. fun. That's not fun yeah. for me. And so I would rather stay away for a while and and hope that it continues to return to some sort of normalcy, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Vegas that I selfishly, you know, want to go to and, and be back at. I don't yeah. want to go to something like that's a really lame, pale ghost of what it is supposed to be, mm-hmm. which, again, is why I was also really afraid of us trying to forge on and and create a Midsummer Scream that's not Midsummer Scream. I, I, I couldn't imagine all the work and all the success that we've had over the years turning into something that was just such a subpar, you know, experience for everyone. Yeah, like yeah. a weird, like you said, a Twilight Zone version of, or like a Black Mirror episode. Of I can't imagine be. walking around and having people come up to me during Midsummer Weekend and go, Oh, this is you. We could tell that you guys did the best you could. I'm so sorry this happened to you. What if that would be the worst? That's like I the would worst be case so scenario. Yeah, that would be the worst case what scenario. If, yeah. knowing that people were it. there and making the best of it, and oh, we love you, Midsummer. But it's like watching your kid play sports, and your kid just sucks ass at sports. Yeah, and you're there knowing that you're just there to support them because you're the guardian. Yeah, we didn't want to produce something where people came and hung in there with us. Knowing that we were just like a lame duck and limping across the finish line, saying, "Oh, well, we love you guys anyway." No, <laughs> like that's you, not that's yeah. not this community. That's not what we do. You had a dish that needed eight seasonings, and you're used to eating it with these yeah. eight seasonings, and suddenly you only have three of them. Yeah. But you make the dish anyway. Yeah. The last thing that that person who ate it is going to remember was the dish that was missing a bunch of yeah. flavors. And what if yeah. you did do this thing and, you know, nobody got sick? Best case scenario yeah. is all around the table. But your guests now remember Midsummer Scream as being this shell of what it was. Yeah. Even if you if the whole world opens up and we go back to the way that it was, everything's relaxed and groovy, they're going to remember how it was in 2020 and be like, yeah, it was all right, but it wasn't that fun. Yeah. Yep. You lost... You know, not, I wanted to say customer, which sounded really cold, but, like, you lost someone's emotional investment in yep. something that they really cared about. Yep. By trying to or, serve or, them. Or going back to the customer realm, we have a lot of guests that come for the first time. Yeah. And if they come and say, mm, this is what everybody's been excited about, you know, that what you, so what you just said. all the words. Yeah. Well, what yeah. you have just said in the past 60 seconds 
the very, very real conversation that I've had back and forth with David for the past month, saying we have worked so hard and this brand is so successful, because Midsummer is a brand, it, it is so successful. We've never had a hiccup or a major setback. Now, granted, this one, it's a big fucking hiccup. It's, yeah. This is like the biggest you can have, right? This is cardiac arrest. Yeah, this is a huge, huge problem. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I said, I, you know, and, and the team gets it. They, they understood. I said, I, we can't come this far and then have everybody walking away going, oh, well, they tried their best. <laughs> or I mean, even more, like I said, like COVID in, you know, in, yeah. in another 15 months, hopefully is way in the in the rearview mirror. But you will still have a bunch of people going, yeah, well, maybe we'll go for like one day this year and see how they've done coming back from last year. Because last year it was not great. Yeah, there was that COVID thing, but I just I didn't see what the, all the hype was about. So let, yeah, let's let's go one day this year. We don't want that kind of lukewarm. First of all, we're not used to that. Yeah. And second of all, we don't want that kind of lukewarm reception to our to our return. So it just made it made business sense. It made heart sense. It made community sense to make the hard call. And that and that's that's what it all distills down to is it just didn't make sense on any on any of the points any of the points Mm-mm. so you know it is it is a business it didn't make any business sense yeah we are we are a cornerstone I would like to think of the community and as a community leader like that it just didn't make sense the best way for us to lead I thought was to just keep everyone safe. Keep everyone safe, including our brand, including our business, including oh, yeah. our core core team. Yeah. You know, it, it, we have a responsibility all the way around. We have a responsibility to our business. We have a responsibility to the community. And if it had made sense in any of those regards, then we yes, you continue to look at things and you, you try to figure out what we can do. But when you're up against a wall that is just insurmountable you just you know that there's just no way over around under through this thing you just got to step back and say okay we we've just we've got to call this a part of the service that you do for the community is the the weight of having to make that decision in the first place yeah 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 it was horrible and i hope we never have to make that decision again that's that was like the worst decision that we could have made and we've had some serious decisions over the year, but I'm over the years. But I mean, that was this has been gnarly. I mean, it's been really gnarly, and we learned from it. And David and Claire and Gary have been as upbeat as possible. And um, God, you know, I feel really bad for Gary. Gary, you know, for those who don't know, don't know our executive producer, um, um, Gary Baker. He owns the AV company that does the lighting for for the show. He, they build the beautiful stage for our for our grand ballroom. Mm-hmm. They set up the lighting for Decay Brigade, the, the yeah. light towers. I mean, just everything, uh, all the AV for Midsummer. Well, they do that for shows. I mean, that's what they do, and all of their shows have canceled this yep. year. And live events is everything. one of the last so, things that's going to come back online. God, if there's any of us to feel really really bad and sorry for, it's it's Gary Baker, you know. We love Gary and his family, obviously, to us. And this is what a horrible loss for him, personally, yeah. you know. And David and Claire invest all their time and energy into this. And so we've all lost out. I mean, we, we, I'm, I'm the only one that has kind of like this side career that I do 
Whereas like David does so much, David does so much more, you know, behind the scenes for, for Midsummer to keep it going. And to, they, David and Claire, they handle all the business end of it. They handle all the vendors and the booking things and, and oversee the layout of the, of the whole show. And they deal constantly. Claire's dealing constantly with the Long Beach Convention Center, mm-hmm. you know. I do a lot of work too, but I I have the easiest share. Really, I, I, I have the easiest share of, of, of the group. I come in and say, okay, I'm going to gather the haunters. We're going to come in and play, and let's see, let's 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 get this big panel together. And oh yeah, we're going to call the theme parks back this year. Okay, that's a year. No, but you know what I mean. I mean, they just they do the business end of it, which I have zero interest in. I mean, I the minute yeah. you say finances and businesses, I'm already like squirrel, 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 squirrel. You know, I am so not that guy. They have so much time, if anything. They have so much time already invested in this. Yeah. That, ugh, pulling the plug was just so gross and ugly for them, too. Well, like you said, it was 18 months, and we're however many months, you know, three yeah, months prior, this, which means that point, they've already dedicated be, yeah. 15 months of their lives into this at event. this way, we canceled. would be taxiing onto the runway here, you yeah. know? This is yeah. what I usually say, is that we're taxiing onto the runway. Like most of the takeoff. buttons are buttoned yeah. already. Yeah. And so uh, I, the community knew. I mean, we, yeah. we, we're at the point where we would have been uh, announcing all sorts of things, and we hadn't announced one thing. Yep. You know? So the yeah. community was like, kind of like, well, what's going on? What's up? You know, type of thing. So the clock was ticking, and the team knew. The writing was on the wall. But it was just yuck. You know? It was just the whole thing is just yuck. Yeah. The whole situation's yuck. But... This team is really great. David has been a fantastic leader in that he is, he's already focused on the next thing. He's already like, okay, what are we going to do to keep engaged with social media? Um, you know, we're talking about what we're going to do now with season screamings. We're already looking at what we're going to do for 21 for the fifth anniversary of Midsummer Scream, the show. And uh, we're, we're already engaging the convention center about 2022. So nice. David and Claire are off and running, and uh, we all have our eye on you know the immediate future, because that's what we do, and uh, that's how you I guess continue to lead. Yep, just gotta you keep know? going. Yeah. And our when will people be able to get tickets for twenty twenty one? So we don't have a set date as to like when those will go on sale. Yeah. But what we did do, what we thought would be really nice for the community is kind of like a, a thank you for, for being there and supporting and rallying around us. If you already have tickets that you bought for 2020, whether it's Gold Bat or just, you know, the Friday night ticket or whatever, if you hang on to those tickets, they will be honored next year. No price increase, anything like that, because obviously prices next year will be more expensive. Yeah. Because everything is more expensive as you as you go along. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a thank you, if you if you have gold bats for this year, those gold bats are now automatically your gold bat tickets for next year. So That's good. the community has, I think, really uh, appreciated that. And we're also order if people need refunds, we're we're doing refunds too. You just go to the website and it, and it walks you through that. But I would say the majority of the people. Have said nope. We we've got you. We've got your back. We're we're hanging on to our tickets. That's awesome. Because I mean, if, if unless you're in dire dire straits, I mean, our tickets aren't that expensive yeah. compared to other conventions and shows or whatever. So if you already got your tickets, the money's already spent. You're already yeah. set. Yeah, yeah, you're already set for next year at a lower rate. Yep. So I mean, and you're and you're guaranteed because I mean, Goldbat always sells out. Mm-hmm. And next year, I think people are going to be so ravenous. 
to get out and do Midsummer Scream, mm-hmm. I think our tickets are going to go like that. So are you going year. to take into account the gold bats that were kept and how many are going to be available next yeah. year? Yeah. So okay, we'll so have an impact. A, you better yeah. will. Oh, yeah. yeah, you have to. We have a finite amount of gold bats, and they do sell out every year. That yeah. That is the one ticket that does sell out is the, the gold bat pass. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. So hold on to your gold bats. If you've got gold bats, <laughs> man, and, yeah, if, if you can, I would hang on to those because that, that is really going to be gold, you know, next year when <laughs> yeah. when tickets go on sale. Tickets typically go on sale. We probably always end. It's always, like, towards the end of February, beginning of March. That's kind of the sweet spot when we start selling tickets. So I would assume... Again, I don't make that call. That's more of a David and Claire when they're ready to pull that trigger. And we kind of all go, okay, that's good. Yeah. You know, I write the press release, and then David and I edit the thing back and forth. So I am involved to that degree. But really, that's 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 a David call. And uh, his gut has been good on, on this, and, and, and we've done well with ticket sales. Ticket sales for 2020, we were on track to have a banner year with so many people coming, over yeah. 40,000 people. And so I think... And I think what will be interesting is next year, even though we didn't have the show this year, I think that we will still see that trajectory continue to climb. Whereas we could have 46, 47,000 people next year, mm-hmm. even though we didn't have the show this year. Yeah. I think that people are going to be like so pent up and like, we got to go next year and we got to bring our friends. You guys have to see this. It's coming back, you know, type of thing. Mm-hmm. I think that we're going to have an increase like we do every year, even though we skipped a beat. You know, this year. I, I really do. So that'll be interesting to see how that, that works out. I think that yeah. it will too, but it, it's a big part in how you guys, how you market it, how you play yeah, the game. Of course. But be, because, like, you kind of, you've set that trajectory now, yeah. that mindset and that work is going to make sure that that happens. Yeah. You know, it's just because of your, you're yeah. already so deep in the community. Like, that's, yeah. people want to support you. They want this to happen. Yeah. It's like it's it's so mutually beneficial. But yeah. you know, I don't think anyone's ever going to forget that Midsummer exists. But there are those kind of fringe fans where sure. they're not, of course, as, they're casual you know, fans. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, or they might forget. But that's you know why you guys play the game and do the marketing and yeah. stuff like that. Absolutely, like, they'll, yeah. they'll come back. Yeah, and, and and the thing that's exciting for us is we always yes, there is a template that we follow now for Midsummer, mm-hmm. especially now that we are completely built out. You know, there there is a there's a finite of space amount of space that we use. We know that we're going to have a hall of shadows. We know, know that we're going to have the show floor. We know that we're going to have the grand ballroom. We know we're going to have live events. We know we're going to have the black cat lounge, and all this stuff, Yay. right? And so we know that we're going to have this, but we continue to ramp up. Like, well, how do we really push our programming? How do we better our education? How do we push our haunters to just get crazier than they've ever gotten before? And so. The fans have an extra year to wait. We have an extra year to work. Mm-hmm. And we, I can promise you, are going to knock ourselves out silly to make sure that when people come back through the doors, their minds are just blown at how much bigger and how much better, even better than they could have imagined or expected Midsummer's going to be. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely, that, that's, not even, that's not even me being just, you know, all bravado that that is just like that's going to happen awesome. because that's the way this team is we're already we, we know that we're going to really roll up our sleeves you know mm-hmm. COVID, that's the work right? covid punched us in the in the chin so we're we're all rolling up our sleeves and we're gonna we're gonna give it hell right back and we're gonna come back 10 times better than we we ever were mm-hmm. next year and it's going to be a win for the community yeah 
and that that's the goal and it's just not even it's not me huffing and puffing and just throwing out pr it's <laughs> it's happening that's going to happen we're going to we're going to do the best damn thing that we've ever done ever game on yeah yeah so as we start to wrap up yeah i just my brain just came up with a weird idea and i'm going to throw it out to the honk community if anybody wants it for this year's halloween season <laughs> hamster ball honk <laughs> Oh, Everybody gets into one of those little blow-up hamster balls, yeah. and you roll yourself through the haunt. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. Naked. Safe for everybody. Naked. You could do it naked, yeah. That's that's the after 10 p.m. version, yes. right? Yeah. That way you get the extreme in there, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The extreme haunt is that you get to see your buddies free-balling. That's and there's it. a GoPro inside every one of them. Oh, man. No. <laughs> for some folks, that would be a no-pro. <laughs> Hard yes. Yeah. 100%. So there you yeah. go. Hamster, yeah. hamster. That, that, that's perfect. Yeah. I would like wow. to invest in 40% of your company. <laughs> there you Great. Go. I already got funding. <laughs> that's wonderful. I got yeah. five yeah. bucks. <laughs> yeah. uh, so for everybody uh, listening, how can they find out more or follow Midsummer Scream to get updates on 2021 yeah, and season definitely. screaming? And, and what we're doing this year and, and next year and the any whole kind kit of the, and caboodle. The yeah. virtual stuff, interviews, and things that yeah. you're doing. Yeah, just this follow year. us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram at Midsummer Screen. We're on Facebook. Uh, follow those, and definitely go to the website. Make sure that you're signed up for our uh, email newsletter. We send yep. it out weekly, and it's always chock full of good stuff. David David does most of that, and he's fantastic at it, and uh, keeps on top of everything. And that's MidsummerScream.org. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm on Instagram. Instagram only now because I got kicked off of Twitter. You um, did? Um, I did. I was exercising my First Bing. Amendment. Congratulations. And I got, I got too political, apparently, for Twitter. So I that was, uh, yeah. Which is so weird because you. I've seen some crazy stuff on Twitter. And <laughs> I love, we I can't love even get, someone gets kicked We off can't Twitter. even get into this conversation. But I'm on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, which is great. Which still <laughs> supports the First Amendment in the United States. And uh, that's at Rick West 999 And you can see some beautiful pictures of Jawa on there. Oh, God. Jawa. Our little our little midsummer kitty. Yeah. So she's, uh, yes, she's she's not complaining that midsummer was canceled. Oh, that bad. means that Papa doesn't go away for a weekend. Yep. So any time that Papa can stay <laughs> home longer, she's all for that. Yeah. So she loves the community. She loves having Papa home better, so that's uh, that's a win for her. Aww. But but anyway, but no, it, it's um, yeah. We we all post about stuff. Um, certainly, of course, closer to showtime, I start posting a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know, which won't happen this year. But <laughs> I post other stuff. There is still content, even though you're not building the show as it was. There's no. content abound. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, especially like in our in our email newsletter, and definitely, of course, on the midsummer accounts. The midsummer accounts are going to be about midsummer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if if you want to peel deeper, I mean, all of us. Oh, Gary, Gary's on Facebook. Um, David and Claire are on all the platforms, um, and and again, I'm on Instagram. So I get kicked <laughs> off of Instagram, but uh, yeah, we're we're all out there, and we of course talk about our own personal lives and our own our own likes. So. We love engaging people and talking to people about things. So, and I had a lot of people. A lot, I had a lot of personal notes sent to me on my personal uh, Instagram account, saying how sorry people were that we canceled and all that. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing to me is that people. This this is a good thought to close on. I guess. I know that all of us have had so many people 
that over the past week have sent us messages saying, we are so, so very sorry. And I think that's really sweet. And my, my knee-jerk reaction to that is, we're the ones that sorry. We're yeah. the ones that are sorry. We're the ones that canceled. And just, it, we are the ones that feel horrible. So, no, we're the ones that sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. So when people say, I'm sorry, I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry for making you feel sorry for me. You know, it's like, no, don't feel sorry for me. I mean, we're, we're going to be okay. And we're going to come back fantastic. But we we feel sorry for for what's happened and the thing that's made it so that we just like don't step in front of a bus is because with depression is because we didn't do anything to bring this on yeah right that was another discussion it's like god if if like me and my mouth had gotten us in trouble and somehow we're not welcome back at the convention center because rick posted something on twitter or whatever you know <laughs> then, then yeah i mean that would suck if if one of us did something where suddenly we're not welcome somewhere that's an issue, yeah. right? And then I'd be starting like Rick Westcon because I'd be out of the out of a job. <laughs> but you know, but uh, but no, it was nothing that we did. Yeah. It's amazing because at this moment in time, it doesn't matter where you live. Every city, every metropolis, every village, every hamlet, everywhere on earth, we're all in singularity right now, which is. You can't even wrap your head around that. Yeah. Everybody right now, whether it's night, morning, lunch, whatever, middle of the night, we are all experiencing the same exact issue, which is, that's mind, that's mind blowing to me. Yeah. So it's out of our hands, right? It's Mm -hmm. out of our hands. What happens is Halloween is out of our hands. It's not any, if things get canceled or things are not as fun as as we you know expect them to be or want them to be it's not it's not for the lack of wanting it's it's not because anybody wanted this nobody asked for this so we're all in this together that's cliche i know it's been beaten into the ground but i mean it, it is true we are all in this together we're sorry still because we know that we disappointed the community because everybody wanted this so much right we're disappointed we're crushed Oh my God! This last week, I've cried and cried like like a baby, just out of the blue sometimes, thinking about how just shitty it is yeah. that we had to do this. Mm-hmm. But uh, the support, the support has been fantastic from the community, and we just we really love the community. And I know that I can speak for David and and Claire and and Gary and just say, we love you guys, and we will see you very soon, so very soon, and yeah. we're going to be back next year, and we're all going to just kick the shit out of next summer and it's going to be the best thing you've ever seen. I'm super excited. Thank you very much for coming all the way out here and, and yeah. sharing everything that you have. And you we, we, I cannot imagine the sense of grief and loss for everything that you've put in to see it taken away by something you cannot control. Yeah. But mm-hmm. at the same time, because I don't have that, I can't fully understand how strong you are to keep going, even though all of that has been taken away. Yeah. I, the, to the best of my ability, I can appreciate that, Thank and you. and be very feel very humbled by that. But I I can't imagine. It's just, it's bigger than I can wrap my head around. So, but I'm really grateful mm-hmm. that you took the time to 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 share all that with us. Thank you guys. Of course. Yeah. Of yeah. course. I think one of the keys to our success is that we've always been very open with this community. You know, there there are no there are no sinister closed door meetings. There's no there's nothing I mean, we're just 
we we are fans. We're fans first and foremost. We were just in the right place at the right time with an idea, and we just kind of ran with it, and it worked, and it grew into this huge thing. And uh, yeah, so I mean, there's there's nothing that we do that is, you know, any kind of weird nefarious secret. So, yeah. in my opinion, the best business is just to be as open as we can be mm-hmm. with everybody yeah. about things. So, and use your powers for good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You just keep following our internal compasses, and so far they've served us pretty well. Mm-hmm. So we'll just keep doing that. Yeah, it's a great idea. It's a good plan. While we social distance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess as far as Decay Brigade goes, uh, the Bishop Tri-County Fair, as of two days ago, when I talked to them, it's still on. <laughs> they said the only thing that's going to keep them from opening is Gavin Newsom. So they said they're just waiting for the official word that they're going to cancel or not. But that's in September. So if that cancels, then we really know the Halloween season's in trouble. That's um, a really good yeah. point. Uh, so they're still holding on. And so there's a chance that we may still have a show in September. Who knows? Um, wow. But you can follow us at Decay Brigade official on all the Instagrams and Facebooks and things. And then uh, you can follow us, the show, at Tales from the Fog. And you can follow Veronica at... Veronica Voices on Instagram and fuck Twitter. There you go. <laughs> oh, so Rick, and, Rick is now on the fuck Twitter I train. Just, I just lit up a Christmas tree right now. <laughs> I hate it. Fantastic. I think Twitter is a cesspool. I hate it so Oh, my God. There you go. All right, guys. And until next time, we'll see you in the fog. Bye, guys.